Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 72. In this episode, Amy is going to go over some research she's been doing using indirect evidence. Um, But before we get to this indirect evidence, we have a wine. What wine do we have? Well, I went to Total Wine to get my favorite uh, Vigna Verde Avaleda, and they had one bottle. How dare they? How dare they? And the the, uh, manager came up and suggested a different one. He said, I order cases of this for for people, and you need to get it. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it's uh, called Noblesse, N-O-B-L-I-S, Vigna Verde. It is a soft, this is their description, soft, light, and refreshing Vigna Verde that goes well with life. (laughs) Aromatic and engaging with a light fizz that enhances its bouquet of flavors and freshness. And it it was very good. I still like my Avaleda better. I think it has a little bit more body to it. Mm. It's a little bit. This one is very light. That's light. Yeah, yours is more medium body. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I so medium body as well. Yeah. yeah, but it was good. Good. It was good. All right. Thanks. One to try. All right. All right. So I was working on um, a little project where I was trying to prove that uh, Mariah Carmichael was the daughter of Francis Simmons. So, mother and daughter relationship. Uh, so, and Mariah was born about 1816. So there's no birth certificate. Um, there's no baptism. Um, this is in Alabama, and she died sometime after 1880. And I know that she married um, a man called Samuel Landman, uh, and they do have I do have their marriage record from 1836. But I need to prove that Frances Simmons um, was her mother. And Frances Simmons was born about 1790 in Virginia, and she died before 1880. So I really don't have any other, don't have a whole lot of records on these two women. So I'm having to do this through, obviously, the men in these women's lives. So let me just, so the mother's born in Virginia, the daughter's born in Alabama. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Um, And I think that the whole family, they obviously, you know, they, I think that Frances, uh, I don't even have a marriage for her and her husband. So um, I think, you know, the marriage either happened in Virginia or right after they got to Alabama, I'm not sure. So, no marriages for Frances. Um, her husband is Daniel Carmichael. Um, she's in the 1850 census and states that she was born in 1790 in Virginia. And then we have um, her daughter, Mariah, born about 1816. Um, the uh, enumerations in census, anywhere from 1815 to 1818, always in Alabama. Um, so, Frances husband, Daniel Carmichael, he dies on the 9th of September, 1838, and there is a newspaper article about his death because he was murdered. Um, But of course, it doesn't list any relatives or any family, but he did have a probate. 
So, unfortunately, the probate just says that um, his wife is Frances, and he has two sons who he lists as the executors of his estate, but he doesn't list his daughter. So that's only kind of putting me in knowing that, you know, his wife is Frances. But Frances Simmons' father, Reuben, had a probate as well. And he lists his son-in-law as Daniel Carmichael. So therefore, Frances is then the daughter of Reuben Simmons, who has a son-in-law, Daniel Carmichael. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Okay. So... Um, I then find that, remember those two, there's two sons listed in Daniel's, um, will as his executors older, I guess these are older, um, <coughs> siblings. Um, one is George Carmichael, um, and the other is his brother James. And they were, as I said, co-executors of their father's last will and testament, um, in 1838 in Alabama. And... Um, again, you know, his wife is Frances and the two sons. Well, the son George, he also, he dies. Um, and in his probate, it says that his brother, um, James, is deceased. So that helps me make sure that this James, that this George is the same one that's in their father's um, probate. And um, this George was also living with... Um, his mother, Frances Carmichael, Perfect. in the 1850 census. So, right again, this is the right family, the mm-hmm. right Frances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the um, his will then states that, or he doesn't. He doesn't have. I don't think he has. A, he had a will. He just had a, pro, a a very lengthy probate and very lengthy documentation. Um, again, he doesn't. He doesn't list right away. It doesn't say um, his sister Mariah. It says his. It says his Samuel Landman, her husband, again is listed in this probate as an heir to this estate. Okay, all right, but you know that she married Samuel Landman because she I, got the marriage I have record. the marriage record, yeah. right? And she's actually referred to as Mar- Maria, not Mariah, in this probate. So. Therefore, I can say that uh, Mariah Carmichael, who married Samuel Landman in Alabama in 1836, um, is the sister of this George Carmichael, who lists Samuel and Mariah Landman in his probate in 1865, and that George Carmichael and his brother James were the co-executors of their father's uh, estate, their father's will, in 1838, which lists their father's wife as Frances, who they were, well, George was, one of them was living with in 1850. He died, he didn't have um, a spouse, so his um, siblings, his nieces and nephews uh, were his heirs. Um, but he also mentions the deceased brother, James, who was the co-executor of the father's estate. So then I can say that um, Frances, who is the widow of Daniel Carmichael, is Frances Simmons, the daughter of Reuben Simmons. And so, therefore, Mariah Carmichael, sister of George Carmichael, is the daughter of Daniel and his widow, 
Francis Simmons. Fantastic. So I have, I have a question, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I know you see these a lot um, working with applications for DAR membership. Mm-hmm. You know, people right. have to prove things, and a lot of times with this indirect evidence. Right. Is there uh, like a and and if you're just doing your own personal stuff, you I, I can see writing it up, just you know, making a little notes on the side, like mm-hmm. yes, I've proved this. This mm-hmm. is how I proved it. But if you're applying for something. Your, uh, you know, a DAR or a um, pioneer, any lineage, right? Any lineage, any lineage or certificates, right? Is there <laughs> special guidelines on how to write that up? Uh, you know, like for somebody who doesn't do this every well, day. Well, and I, that's I know. I think we've talked about it in some past podcasts. Is it's I think it's always important to write up your research because the you start seeing and you start analyzing the documents you do have mm-hmm. and you start seeing where the flaws are or where the holes are mm-hmm. that you maybe mm-hmm. need to find some more supporting documentation for or you need to write this up so that it does make sense to someone else you know like just because you know oh well these names makes you know i recognize yes. this name i recognize that name you know i see that you know george carmichael has a, a probate and um <clears throat> he's mentioning this james as a brother, but I've got to get more documentation to prove that this family group is this mm-hmm. the same family group mm-hmm. that probated the father Daniel's will, or that this Daniel Carmichael is the one who's listed in his father-in-law's mm-hmm. estate. You know, so um, writing this up helped me then make sure that I had the documents that could yeah, and go it from made, A to B to C, and it made sense. And it, it makes, makes sense. sense, correct. So how, and, and again... You and know, it like, also makes you, and also it lets you see, oh, well, I haven't looked here yet, or I haven't uh-huh. looked there yet, or, yeah. you know, because again, we need to do some exhaustive, you know, exhaustive yes. research, so. And in writing it up, um, would people, you know, because sometimes you can be, you can write too much, mm-hmm. you know, like you can go pages and pages right. trying to explain. What's right. a, What's a good amount? You know, like can try to get it done in one page. Try to get it done in a paragraph. Try not to do a ten-page essay. You know, like what's <laughs> you know for somebody who's got to go through the application and it depends on right. It depends on how many documents you have. Um, obviously, for the lineage programs, they don't want too much documents. I mean, a lot of times people will just bring in a whole stack and throw the kitchen sink at them. Yes. <clears throat> You know, yes. don't put in documents that you don't need. And a lot of times I will, when I'm sending in applications as the registrar, I will pull out documents because I'm like, you know, this is overkill. I don't need a death certificate and a tombstone marker, you know, right. and an obituary. So I, you know, got the death certificate. I got the death certificate. That's all I need. Right. right. So that's, 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 that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, but you do need to be as succinct as possible, you know, and just start by just naming the documents and saying you know who's named in this document Mm -hmm. and does it have any um kinship relationships does Mm -hmm. it say son Mm -hmm. of or daughter or you know or are these just names with no relationships okay and then okay well then what other document do i have and start to see a pattern so um you need to probably again it depends on the documents but you should be able to do a kinship, just one person to another, uh, parent to child, within a couple paragraphs at okay. the most. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> at yeah. the most, yeah. So, I mean, I, for a DAR, I mean, they give you, I think, a two-page sheet 
Um, and part of that is listing all of the places that you looked where you could not find anything. So they're mm-hmm. asking you what resources mm-hmm. did you look, where did you look, mm-hmm. and you know, tell us what you didn't find, and then tell us what you did find and how you think that this yeah. <clears throat> proves. Yeah, I think you always have to think of the person who is actually reading your research, and you know, how much are they going to look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> what on earth?" Yeah. Or you know, like be be considerate of. That person's time and, mm-hmm. you know, what they try to be as concise as you can. Absolutely. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, these lineage societies um, and um, in, in some sense, you know, the, the state certifications that some mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. um, genealogy societies have. I mean, most a lot of times, I mean, the, the national lineage societies, they have paid genealogists who are going mm-hmm. over the research. But mm-hmm. the state um, certificate programs, they have volunteers doing this on their own time who are expert in reviewing these documents, but they're doing it on their own time. So mm-hmm. if you're giving them, you know, a, a ream of paper, <laughs> right? You know, they're just going to go, ah, oh, that's, you know, that's way too much. Pass this over to the next researcher. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, you and I have been, you and I have done that. <laughs> Here, Amy. This one looks like it's for you. You do. You do the first. You do the first. I'll just. I'll just go over the second. No, we've been there. We've. We've had to. Yeah, wade through all that. So, um, but you know, I mean, clearly, if you know, in some cases, like here in Florida, if you have ancestry that goes back to St. Augustine, sixteen hundreds, then you are going to have a big packet because you're yeah. going to have many generations. But. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, no. Um, you know, find the best. You should always be looking for the best evidence yeah, and, putting, sure. and putting that forward. So, but um, yeah, so that was interesting to try and go, you know, I know that these people connect, mm-hmm. but where's the documents to do it? And you have to do it through the men. And thankfully, yeah. they had those probates. Yeah. <clears throat> lengthy probates. Yes. So, yeah. Lucky there. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Cheers. cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.